Okay, we're back for Constantly Varied. I'm joined, as usual, with James Rankin. James, how is it going this week? Great. I'm having a fab week. Are you? Really good week. I was really tired last week, remember? You commented oh, yeah. about five. Many days did I work five? About four of those days you were like, are you okay today? <laughs> yeah, I was tired. Verbal hug every yeah, day. Exactly. So yeah. I'm, I'm a lot better this week, thanks. Okay, and we're also joined first ever time on the podcast, I believe, is Stephen Clark. Hello. How's it going? Good. Very good. Yeah, you're looking forward to getting into yeah, a good excited, chat. Nervous. For those who don't know, Stephen is multilingual. He has five different languages. <laughs> he could break into Spanish, Italian, German at any point. It's all right, we'll, we'll add subtitles. <laughs> See. Uh, so, so let's get into our first segment. Um, last week, we did uh, like a training lesson from the, from the previous week. This week, um, because it's constantly varied, we change it. We're going to go for a training goal for the next seven days. So before we get into it, uh, James, I'm interested. So when you when I ask you this to, to think about it, what comes to mind? Like what's the process for forming a goal for the next seven days? Cause it's very near term. Yeah. Um, I kind of always have, uh, an initial instinctive reaction. Whenever I get asked a question, there's a thing I, I think of immediately and then I'll ponder that initial thought and go, I wonder why that came to front of mind. Mm -hmm. Is that because it's something, I'm doing, not doing, need to do more of, that type of thing. And then I'll think about, I'll try and zoom out and go bigger picture. What's the the goal at the minute? So if you're asking me what's the goal for the next seven days, I'm like, all right, what's the long-term thing that I'm working towards? So I want a snatch goal. I want the 20.5 workout to go well. So there's a couple of things in there. And I'm like, does my initial reaction line up well with those and if it does i keep that i don't try and make another goal and if it doesn't i'm like no I, you need to reassess and change the goal so yeah. that's how it goes yeah so it's kind of like that instinctive thing the first thing that comes to mind yeah. is your instinct and then you have to see does it fit does it actually make sense yeah yeah and, and i'm kind of the same i was thinking what do i really uh want to do in the next week and then it's like well what do i really need to do for the next week and make sure i get the box ticked that in case i miss it that's where the goal setting comes in so make sure you get that one thing precisely um, Stephen, what is your goal for the next seven days? Um, I think to push my cardio levels a good bit. I think um, focusing towards the haven't had much of a focus the last few months, um, and then just working towards the powerful. So how how far out was that now? A few weeks, like yeah, a month and a bit. A month and a bit, right? Yeah. So now it's time to get really cardio fit. Yes, okay. scary. Yeah, okay. Exciting. Right, who are you doing that with? Amy. Oh yeah, so really scary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because like, she's really fit. She's an animal. <laughs> she's really fit, so you're gonna have to keep up. I have to, yeah, get up to her standards. Yeah. Okay. So big push in the next few days. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Deadly. Um, I'll go next. So mine is similar, actually. I just want to get my heart rate up twice in the next uh, seven days. So two different days, get a sustained, uh, elevated heart rate. I know yeah, my training has been abysmal the last three weeks. Things have gotten in the way and my body's just not responding. So delighted to get back to it yesterday. I got, got to class, did all the toast to bar. Um, so no, two days ago I did that. And then the yesterday did you all the- two days in a row this week? Two days in a row, Come yes. On, Jamie. Um, yeah, I'm back. It's good. I'm feeling, I'm feeling really happy to be back because it was like three weeks of almost nothing. Yeah. So I'm in bits today. I did the toaster bar, the single leg toaster bar two days ago. I did the front squat, you know, the Metcom with the 10 and the five front squats in it yesterday. Legs are sore, um, midline is sore. So it feels like my muscles are getting good, 
you know the, what they need a lot of muscular work now my heart rate needs to come up i need to get conditioned so if i can keep my eye, off, eye out for the workouts where there's an opportunity to just move non-stop and get out of breath that's the goal james what's yours um do you remember the podcast we did on goal setting at the start of the year yeah and do you remember what my goal was no find your find my edge it was like trying oh, to do yes, things yes, yeah, yes. yeah so i've been consciously thinking about that again um and i think if i can it's probably not overly dissimilar to youtube but if i can find my edge in one or two workouts a week like really go there like i did it yesterday with the squats like i was done at the end of that workout and i did it pretty good on monday with the deadlifts as well and if i get two really good days like that and a third would be great but it's hard to go to the edge 100 percent of the time in training so if i can get two days right at the edge of my limits in some shape or fashion whether it's failing a rep getting close to failing a rep or just ending myself on an erg then that's always a pretty good training week for me you know i was driving in here this morning and i was actually thinking about you i was Jeez. thinking about your training <laughs> and i was i was like i wonder is he aware you're operating at a higher level than i've ever seen you yeah, since 100%. you started here yeah i mean like we were talking about this yesterday as there's well. a step change yeah I was like, oh, James is like this. Now we're starting to see the James that would have been pre-pandemic, yeah, 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 the yeah, competitive. Yeah. I can see it. Like you've been sort of in training, fitness, health, balance mode for a long time. For a long time, and now you're in like performance mode. Yeah, and you can see it. It's, it's unreal. It's unbelievable. I'm so sore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really suffering because of it. But it's really good. Yeah, and it's it's something I'm aware of, but it's also something that I have to. It's not a default. It's a very conscious decision over and over and over and over again. And it's not even a conscious decision just on like a, oh, I'm going to go train now and I'm going to try and perform. It comes down to like my nutrition, my sleep, like I'm sleeping better, I'm eating better, I'm drinking more, like everything. There's just so much that falls into that. And I'm coming from a good position of I've done it before. So the muscle memory is coming back pretty quick in all aspects. But yeah, there's a lot of like, active choices that i'm making nice. where it's like oh i'm gonna do this not that because and look we're gonna we're gonna get into programming next so this will be a nice segue into it because we were also talking about that this quarter we have set the bar higher for ourselves like the goals that we've set are higher level than the last quarter they're not like all goals are not made equally so the training has been stepped up quite a bit it's way harder <laughs> For anyone who hasn't noticed, training's getting way harder. It is. It's it's we have definitely set the bar high this time. And people are responding. You can start seeing it. I think the important thing to remember when we're in that hard training cycle is that the results will come and you don't see them necessarily when you're in the middle of it. So you have to keep reminding yourself, right, keep pushing, keep showing up, and it will pay off in a big way. We're all making a big leap forward. So uh we're right at the middle of that. Yeah, like I've been coaching the last the last kind of week or two and yeah people are people are feeling it but it's good because i think people are like i keep i always like end the class like i'll see you tomorrow people are like mm, i don't know i don't know and i'm like that's why we have return to play that's why you come in you keep yourself moving i think the last few weeks have been really good and next yeah. week is looking even better yeah yeah absolutely absolutely right so let's look at next week then so um well we're gonna i've got a new question for you about the programming for the next week so um, I think, James, you're first. I'm gonna ask you, what workout in the next seven days scares you the most? I'm honestly stuck between two here. <clears throat> I'm gonna go with 
next Thursday. Right, tell, uh, tell us what it is. So the workout is for time, 60 pull-ups, 60 push-jerks, partitioned anyway, then 300 double-unders. And there's a 60-minute time cap on this. Uh, recommended weight is 50, 35, but there is an RX Plus option, and that, that's what scares me. So RX Plus is 60 kilos or 42 and a half, and then chest of our pull-ups. And there's, there's probably always two mindsets that I can approach a workout with. There's the, I'm going to do training today, and I'm going to do things that get me better, and then I'm going to go for the performance side. It's like, can I top the fucking leaderboard today? And at the minute, I'm definitely riding the line of both where it's like what can i do that definitely gets me fitter but keeps me up the top of the leaderboard honestly and that's what helps me drive a lot of performance so i like so why is this scary i fucking hate chest bar pops <laughs> <laughs> so simple it's just so simple and it's like and i know that combination of the upper body pulling along with upper body pushing and the jerks that's what kills me the most okay like that completely ends my world so I'm dreading that work. So will you be looking forward to the double unders or will they be held yeah, because I of all the shoulder work? No, they're dreamy at the end for me. Yeah, I love them. Okay, so you get out of the this, the 120 rep prison yeah. and then you're like 300 Free. reps all the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and a it's a knowing that I can partition it anyway because that changes the work. If you had a program to a six rounds of 10 and 10, then I'm like, all right, okay, here's how I attack it. But I have to make a decision in this workout to get me better and i hate that shit <laughs> <laughs> i much rather whenever you make a decision i can hate you for have it. you got a, an initial instinct when you see it what, what you're going to do to get me better yeah is it a big set on both? no i need to yeah bigger sets than i want to but constantly chopping and changing as well yeah okay. if i just wanted to win the workout i get pull-ups out of the way trust myself on jerks and then go do doubles like i'd probably do it as it's written 60 60 and then and then 300 but I'm probably better going with like, I don't know, maybe 12s or 15s, something like that. Okay. Which is a horrible number. Horrible. 15s yeah. is probably a great number, actually. That's, yeah, it's horrendous. Four, four rounds, huh? Okay. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll go next. And um, considering that my goal is to get my heart rate up, the Friday one is the one I should do. And it's the one that scares me the most because, because I know that my heart rate won't be able to handle it. I'm going to run out of steam so fast here. So it's a 40 minute workout. And we're going to share 15 kilometers on a bike with a partner. So we're back and forth. And then whatever time we got left in the 40 minutes, we accumulate as many calories as we can on the rower. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. Like, I think the, the bike is going to be something in the 30, roughly 30-minute 30 range. And then we've got 10 minutes on the rower, something like that. Um, but no matter what, we're working for 40 minutes anyway. Um, so that scares me because I don't want to let the partner down. You know, you got that, that thing, you come in, you're like, what if I like have to stop halfway through and say, sorry, it's on you now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust myself for 40 minutes at the moment. But by the time I get there, maybe I'll be feeling a bit better. But at the moment, like the rest of the week, I actually went through day by day. I'm like, that looks nice. Actually, that looks okay. I got to Friday, like, oh, I'm actually a bit scared of that. So I don't know. Um, Can I uh, say that I looked at the week and I actually really struggled to pick one because they're all a little bit scary, if I'm deadly honest. Really? Yeah, I look at that week and I'm like, I'm getting so fit. <laughs> so fit, yeah. So fit, I'm like, uh, I take it slow on that day, no, I'll still get fitter. If I take it lighter on that day, yeah, no, I'll still get fitter. There's just so much in it. There's so much in it, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we've got a scary Thursday and a scary Friday. Shiva, what have we got? Scary Monday. Oh, scary Monday. Monday's scary. Right, tell us about it. Um, I look at the dumbbell box step overs. Oh, you want to tell them what it is? 
tell them what the record is. Yeah. It is shots for it, 12 rounds for time, six push-ups, six dumbbell box step-overs, and six wall ball shots. Lovely. Okay. It's a lot of work. So what scares you about it then? The box I step-overs? I look at the box step-overs. I'm only a small fella, and they are my <laughs> arch nemesis. Box step-overs. Yes. I hate is it just such a high step up? Yeah. <laughs> and the, the dumbbell just keeps me planted to the floor. <laughs> the whole time. I know that there feeling. There was a, huh? well, it was the hillbilly throwdown. And me and Dylan McGraw were competing. And the last workout was a lot of box step overs. And it was a lot of pull-ups. But luckily I made lots of time on the pull-ups. And that there was enough people screaming at me that I went nearly mostly unbroken on the box step overs but they were yeah they're, they obviously traumatize you a they bit. do a little bit <laughs> i still i still sarah uh, has a video of me finishing the step overs and yeah it, it's not pretty <laughs> <laughs> deadly deadly yeah and i think it's an interesting workout that the the push-ups like they're gonna fry the upper body and then the step overs are gonna get the legs and then we have to do six wall balls but it's only six i also hate wall balls Okay, yeah. deadly. Very <laughs> they, good. They, they also scare me. Um, so the overall volume of wall balls is kind of low in the big scheme of things, but I think we can build some confidence in them mm-hmm. on this one. So that'll be a, a good way to start the week. But yeah, yeah. Um, I think the 12 rounds non-stop work is going to be an interesting part of the challenge. Big time. Yeah, deadly. Okay, so that's looking ahead to this week. Um, let's move on to our next segment, which is Boo Events. I said we have a quick look back at Boo Breakfast. Um, myself and James were there and it was such a huge success uh, I was nervous as hell for this one this is the one I was nervous, most nervous about for a long time yeah because it's just outside of our regular thing that we do and like who are we to run a philosophy chat over breakfast so I was a bit nervous about like how well it would go and um, if we'd picked the right subjects if we set the right tone and I couldn't be happier I thought it was so such a nice morning we had like three hours or something wasn't yeah. it yeah and it nobody was like on their phone looking like checking the, their watch or anything it was just flowing conversation non-stop all morning so uh, james what did you enjoy better i have um i have a twofold thing here <clears throat> one of them was the fact that i was able to sit down and interact with a group of people but not in the cultural yeah. like i love the cultural but there's like a i don't know there's almost like a filter with everything we do whenever we're in this position of we, we have to be a certain way and I, I have to be the positive version of me all the time and maybe I can't always express an opinion whenever I'm like that type of way 100%. whereas in this scenario is like I'm still their coach but we're peers rather than coach athlete so I can be a bit more open about how I, I viewed things and I felt like the people I was with were way more open with me as well oh, that's cool. so that was yeah. really cool I think so just on that I think you're 100% right I didn't I hadn't thought of that but there is this like bringing more of yourself to it isn't it yeah your personal side to yourself and how you experience the world outside of your role because part of coaching as you get into it more you do try and I certainly try and be more me on the floor but there's only so much of that I can do whenever I'm also trying to make sure that their elbows are straight that their feet are flat and there's all that so there's they only get snippets of it and then they see Instagram which is all curated to the hilt so it's like actually getting to be me with people was a whopper yeah yeah it's three hours so you really like by the end of it everyone's really themselves yes which was amazing there was a second part of that then with like the actual conversations like the the topics you and Jose picked 
um I probably wouldn't have like I wouldn't have picked some of them, but I really enjoyed them and I don't have those types of conversations probably outside of you and Jose anyway. So it's great to have that conversation with other people I wouldn't normally talk to about it. Especially there was some of my morning crew at my table and my conversation with them is how are you? How are you feeling today? What are we doing today? Straighten your elbows, <laughs> flatten your feet. <laughs> like that's the height of it a lot of the time. So it was great to get into actual, real, hard conversations with them. Yeah, it was cool, Love wasn't that. it? Picking the topics was so hard. Was it? Oh, myself and Jose had. Like we went from a very narrow, very deep topic initially as an idea. Yeah. And then um, I kind of got a bit nervous of it because I'm like, this is maybe this is just myself and Jose are really interested in this one thing or maybe it runs out of steam quickly. So then we broadened it right out, and then we had a list of something like 120 questions. Yeah, he said it nearly 150. I yeah. said, what? We had to, so then we had to kind of boil it down to something and um, make it themed. So can we take a big topic and uh, ask multiple questions in it? So I think I was delighted that we went that way because everybody could have something to latch on to and, yeah. and have an opinion on it. Because everyone had different backgrounds. You know, it was it was very cool. Um, so um, I think next time you know we're playing we're di playing around with different formats and different ideas but i think as a start it was amazing i think my favorite bit was um one thing that jose did at the very end was close it out with a few of the questions to the whole room this right? was unreal yeah and we had four tables of six uh, who were and we stuck with our tables um so those those topics really got talked about on a deep level but then at the end it was like uh Right, we've got a question for the whole room if anyone wants to share. And because people were so comfortable at that point, it got really personal and it got really authentic. And um, like, I think he asked three qu three things you're grateful for if anyone wants to share it. Oh man, it was so cool to hear what people, what was important to people. Uh, and Do you know what I loved about that part? Um, I don't know about your table, but at my table, there was lots of disagreements throughout the three hours. But then I noticed that a lot of people were grateful for very similar things. Yeah, like we four or five of us piped up and we all said connection in some shape or fashion and there's just three or four different things five people with three answers each but maybe only five or six different things that were said yeah i thought that was really cool yeah it was cool it really it really finished it off really nicely i thought yeah so uh, we'll go again for sure and we'll uh one other thing uh, connor set up the room for us in the dylan hotel and it couldn't have been better it was so nice, wasn't it? It was just uh, comfortable. It felt like like a special morning because the place was really, it was just really fancy, wasn't it? And the food was amazing. And the, the staff were so helpful. They were kind of didn't, never got in their way, but were always helping. Always out. helping, yeah. So yeah, it was cool. It really felt like a, a real special event. So we'll, we'll definitely go again. Um, other things coming up in Bua then, we have a hike coming up. Um, I know a few people are working on this. I think the 16th, that it will be confirmed on our our social media channels, so keep an eye out for that. So just keep that date free for now if you're interested in going on a hike. There is one other thing to, to tell people about, which is Gin Plus Coffee, they're a bit of a partner of ours in the background for Filthy 150, and then they've been also, we've been working on things a bit with them as well. And so they're filming a documentary at the moment for like eight different people who are living in different parts of the country who are changing their lives and they've asked us to run a workout for them. And we're gonna do that this here this Saturday. So it's not for members, so that's that's a separate thing. So they've just asked us to do this with the people we're getting 
uh, a few experts in to talk to them and we're going to just get them a bit fitter so uh that will be something to watch out for on the social media when they get that documentary i think they're even talking about broadcasting it on like national tv yeah so that's a cool thing that we're doing as well um before we move on fully from the events just to tie in with it one question that we did have at the boo breakfast i thought it might be nice to bring in here today so one of the questions that was asked was what is a lost day so what would you get to your end of the day and say that was a waste of a day for me and i thought it was an interesting question because it forces you to think about well what's important to have in a day to make it valuable Stephen, i think you should go first okay what do you think um yeah i think what you said there is like you have to look at like what is a fulfilling day first and then you kind of look back on your day and think did i have them things in my day so like i think for me it would be say a form of exercise just like a little bit of a sweat or a workout but with that i think mostly training here it's like you're making connections with people when you're doing a form of exercise in here so i think they kind of tie in together for me now right like i struggle to train on my own a good bit now so i think like training in a group you tie in them two things into your training yeah so so if you've done that you feel like uh, it wasn't a complete waste today yeah even if nothing else happened <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like even yesterday i was me and christopher were coaching in smithfield and he done my half 12 class and then i had a break in between and um he was just like like what is wrong with you like like you're not you're not the same person you are like and then i went and trained um done a bit on my own it was tough but i done it and i just felt so much better yeah just like changes that, that your, kind of your mood changes your state altogether yeah, right that just yeah. ties into what i think is a last day a bit of exercise and uh, just connections with people close to you i think Dead. big one for me yeah very good james what do you think um i approach this uh this as soon as i seen the question i just thought of my core values like as a person and it's freedom connection and progress so if i have a day that leads me towards all three or has an element of all three that's a pretty fucking good day for me so if i have a day with none of them like if i have a day where i felt really confined i didn't get to do anything that i really wanted to do if i had a day where i didn't get to interact with people that i really value and then if i had a day that didn't take me towards where i want to go so if th those three things are missing in a day that's like what a fucking waste luckily i give me them again freedom freedom connection connection progress and progress okay yeah, they're my three so luckily I, I work with people that i enjoy connecting with and i live with two women that i that i love a lot so the connection thing tends to happen in some shape or fashion every day the freedom and the progress are the ones that would would vary more constantly like up and down more like did i do things today that i really enjoy that tends to come into the freedom one and then the progress can be as little as did i read something did i listen to something or did i talk to someone in a way that takes me closer towards my goals so if those three things are missing what a waste okay yeah that's cool yeah mm. that's a nicely thought out answer it's good it's good because it and i do think it's worth thinking these things out yeah like it's worth like having a very clear idea of what's important yeah yeah and i think for me it's it's similar to both of you and the connection thing comes up for me as well like it's just being around people that I care about and want to be around. If if um, if nothing else happens and I get that in a day, I think it's, you can't say it's a lost day. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you couldn't have a more full day than that, but it's not. It's not totally lost. That's if a you good connect way to put it. Yeah. 
And I think the other one for me, because it made me think, like, once or twice a year, I'll tend to just go away to not have any people near me for a few days because it burns me out too. Like, it takes so much energy. So um, I tend to go away a couple of times a year and different country and just have a bit of peace and quiet. So then I think, but I enjoy that too. But what I do when I go away is tend to be working on a project. Yeah. So it's problem solving. I think when I get down to it, it's what I really, what gives me purpose. Mm. I've got things to solve. And if I go away, it's probably to you know program an event or, or work on some sort of one singular task. And I know that it's a problem not solved yet. Then I can come away from each day going, I've achieved something today from that problem solving, even though I haven't seen anybody. And uh, it's, if it's one or the other, I think it's pretty good. And I don't think... I don't think I've wasted a, na- a day in a long time when I think of it like that, mm. which is kind of good to know. Deadly. Okay, so that's our Jose question for the week. Let's go on to recommendations. Uh, James, you go first. Um, I have a, <clears throat> a book recommendation. This is something I read ages ago, like maybe over a year ago, but I listened to a podcast not that long ago by where the author was the guest. And it's the the book is the Status Game by Will Store, and this is one of those things that really opened my eyes and changed my perspective on how I view everyone and everything and how everyone does everything. Yeah, they're all in the Status Game. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's like we're all in this funny little rat race of trying to become certain people or become a certain way around things and even by denying it or saying that you're not you're telling people something about you which puts you in your eyes above them it's all mind-blowing shit so it's like people to give an example you you drive a nice car i love your car and we were in next door looking at the porsche and it's like part of the Part of the concern you had about buying a car is like, what are people going to say? Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's uh, something I feel sometimes as well. It's like, like peop- I, I want, I have goals of, I, I want a really expensive, really fast car. And people are like, cars aren't for me. Hmm. But even that cars aren't for me thing is a dismissive trying to put that person it's down. It's a different for status l- game. Yeah. A different it's status like, game, I don't yeah. like that therefore i'm dismissing it and it's a a zero-sum game that you're playing with people it's oh this whole book blew my mind yeah i read it a long time ago yeah i'm not sure if it's the same one but i definitely read a book about status yeah i'm not sure if it's the same one or not but it was a while ago and it i found myself reading going oh yeah this is how the whole world operates holy shit like everybody's just in a game with each other all the time i also kind of came away feeling like a bit like it's is it, is it a bit of a cynical frame on the world? Yeah, it definitely it? is a little bit. Yeah, you come away going, oh, is this what we're all doing? Because you can be very tempted into it, going where you see someone and then you go, you're just doing that to yeah. get a leg up, and that's obviously not how people operate all the time. There's definitely a subconscious element there sometimes. For me, there has to be a more generous interpretation of the whole thing than everyone's just trying to outdo each other on everything all the time. There has to be something good about it. (laughs) (laughs) Or else what the hell are we all doing here? Yeah, we're all just trying to, yeah, definitely. But it is a very interesting book. Yeah, no, it is. And it does make you aware of the stupid games you're, you're playing yourself. You're like, what the hell am I doing here? Like I'm trying to strive or do something that's costing me mm. to win some game that no one else is playing with me. 
that's it you know that sort of nonsense yeah, yeah. and it, it yeah definitely removes it makes you realize the things that you do care about and the things where you are just playing a game because other people are playing the game say oh i don't i don't want i don't want to be part of that one i don't give yeah. a fuck about that one. Oh, i do care about this one though i'm going to try to win that game and th- that's a little bit where i've gone with that yeah exactly i mean go back to the car thing like i my big reservation was like that's a dickhead car but I don't care because I love cars and yeah. I love this one. Yeah, and you like, like it does one. something for me in my head. I'm like, that is amazing. I want that thing. I want to work towards it. And that's the the hard work is worth it then. But then uh, other people are playing a different game with me. Yeah. I'm like, I don't. I have to not care about that. I just have to put it aside. Yeah, it's like the whole, oh, I'm not into material things. I, yeah. And that's fine. But understand that other people are as well, and that's okay. And that's like, all right too. Just a different game. Yeah, it's a different game. Um, yeah, okay, so give us a name of it again. Uh, the Status Game by Will Store. Okay, deadly. And you're going to put a link to that, right? As always, deadly. Okay, so I'll go next. Um, so my recommendation, this is an old one. I've rediscovered a TV show that I used to watch many moons ago um, and started watching it on the Gorty player. It's from back in 1993. <laughs> so Shifa wasn't even alive. I was two. <laughs> <laughs> Shifo's parents were barely alive at this point. <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh, so, the, the TV show's Frasier. Oh. And it is... It, do you know something? It has aged, like, remarkably well. It is probably funnier now than it was back really? then. Really? That is a great show. It is amazing. So, so smart. So funny. Like, I'm laughing my ass off. The episodes are less than 20 minutes. They're so easy to watch. There's a great dog in it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> And and I would recommend going back and just watching the first season. They're so easy to watch, but they're absolutely amazing. So, like, at the moment, I'm not getting much time to read. I'm only grabbing podcasts here and there. It's a busy time. So this is, like, last thing at night for the last, like, I eat my dinner, 40 minutes of TV to switch off. And it's perfect it's for that. Frasier, wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's great. Um, so that's my one, RTE player, Frasier. Um, right, Stephen, what have you got for us? Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I have a podcast for you. Go ahead. Um, it is the High Performance Podcast. It's Jay Comfries and Damien Hughes. Jay Comfries, he's actually recently retired. He was with BT Sport for many years, and he's now set up a podcast um, called the High Performance Podcast. But they had um, Jordan Henderson on, and I'm a big Liverpool fan up the pill and um, <laughs> it's all about like the name the title of the podcast is um, Serve to Lead Why Being Selfless Matters very cool and I think I took a lot from it he talks a lot about the culture from when he came into Liverpool and from him growing up being he was always a midfielder he was always a, a leader a captain and then he kind of had to gel into this role of being a captain of a high performing team and um, it talks a lot about him having to be like a good leader, having to be selfless for the culture to change and for the whole team to strive on and succeed. And I think many stories of <coughs> the likes of one story in particular of when his father's sick and he doesn't tell anyone about it, but because he's so selfless, he doesn't want to burden anyone with that. And he thinks that by not telling his team, about his own stuff and his own problems 
that they won't succeed um, or that they will succeed if he doesn't say anything but then there's a story of his father coming into the club and telling the manager and then the manager at the time comes in tells the whole team in front of Jordan they go out and they beat someone 5-0 I think like but it's just like that that one example of him being so selfish and thinking that he doesn't want to burden people with his own stuff going on whereas it's actually the opposite the people because they realize he's so selfless mm-hmm. that they look up to him as a leader it's really interesting yeah I, it's actually a, a topic i've been thinking about myself recently i had a, um i had an old mentor years ago this is like in my early 20s and he was a coach and then ended up being someone i worked with and he was one of these uh, old school leaders as well and i remember one day we'd work together all day and it was a really hard day exhausting and at the end of the day he's like i have to go home my cat died this morning and i knew he like he loved his cat and his cat was very old and he was devastated and he just kept it in all day and i was like what didn't you tell me he's like that's my shit no one else's like i don't need to burden everyone with it and i took that as a real example for myself over the years and i was like like that was in some ways i was like it was impressive that he could do it but then over the recent last couple of years it's something i've been trying to rethink as well i'm like that it's also not the best way to connect with people right you, to be just keeping everything in all the time and to be able to bring that bit to work while also not getting in the way and saying letting everyone know that's what what's going on for me it's not easy i don't i find it really difficult that that thing so that's that's cool to hear that he talked about it on that and he saw the positive impact of a bit more sharing mm. i think that's that cool. that kind of probably changed his mindset then and everyone else's that like sometimes a problem shared is a problem halved yeah and it actually does help you know amazing okay very cool so give us the name of that again uh the high performance podcast uh with jordan henderson jordan henderson yeah i know james you recommended that podcast to me loads and i've listened to a few episodes they're excellent aren't they those there's a brand new one out with dan carter another one because I sent oh. you I, I remember I sent you the first Dan Carter one James has a crush on Dan Carter <laughs> he's in love not even shy about it uh, like, if you don't know who he is just go Google him and you'll understand and then watch some videos of him playing rugby and you'll understand more He, but his the latest podcast really good okay cool Deli. brilliant okay that's our recommendations I've got a shout out um, as you know we're doing one uh, an episode now and we've had a few nominations this one this week is epic so our shout out this week is to Barry Deegan here in Saturday. legend uh, he's been going through uh, some serious goals recently so he hit a bar his first ever bar muscle recently just sort of before class oh look what I did um, and then only this week he hit his first ring muscle up he's been coming in and just like swinging for the fences for the last few days and just hit it um, so he's he's knocking down goals but he also he showed up to build breakfast and he's one of these guys super smart guy loves an argument loves <laughs> an argument yeah but like, he was at Gillian's table I was asking how did he get on and she was like he was so open to everything he was just curious asking loads of questions giving loads of opinions but not having the the um, pushing back hard so she said he was an absolute dream I know Jose was gutted that he wasn't at his, his table because <laughs> the two of them were about to go at it uh, but, but Barry's been doing amazing and uh He's just getting fitter. He's he's. Do you know my favorite thing about Barry is whenever he got his bar muscle up, I was in the chill out room, and he came upstairs after class, and he goes, "Did you see I got a bar muscle up?" 
but he literally said it in the most monotone, <laughs> flat, unexcited way. And I was like, no. Are you delighted? He goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was like no celebration, yeah. nothing. He's such a gangster and he's amazing to have in class as well. Yeah, brilliant. And I tell you, there's one other reason that we've, like we had a few people who've achieved a bit over the last while, but one of the main reasons we want to give him a shout out is because he actually showed up at the gym this week and asked about the podcast. He was like, can members give shout outs to other members? And we're like, go on <laughs> and he was saying so if if it's possible i'd love to give a shout out to sean in the evenings train with jose he hadn't seen him he hadn't been in the evenings in a while and then he went back to evenings and saw sean and he saw the difference in his moving quality was through the roof how fitter he had become he's like i just saw the progress having not seen him for a few weeks he went over and said it to him and then came in to us and said give him a shout out so like barry is that type of dude who was just looking out for people around him super supportive but then like i said in a super stoic quiet way as well never looking for the limelight itself so uh we love seeing barry coming and he's doing some amazing things so uh big shout out there um okay we're nearly done we have our last piece we have overrated underrated i never know which one to put it first do you know which one to put overrated first overrated underrated okay um first one shifo only one word right that's all you got here. <laughs> so the topic is meal prep companies. Overrated. Oh, my Lord. You had a good think about that one. James. Underrated. And I'm going to go underrated. This is, t this is actually a tough one to decide on. Yeah, have you noticed how often me and you say the same thing that is in opposition to whoever the guest is? <laughs> Every time. It's like, like we're, it's like it's we're ganging up on the so newbie. At least one of these, we just go, right, what does that person say first? Elaine, Amy, no Shifo. And we just we, go, the opposite. We shouldn't be on the podcast together. We just agree on everything. So it's so dull. Well, we'll probably bring someone else on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, come on. The, so you went what? Underrated? No, overrated. overrated. So the case against, give me. Um, I think it's just, and like I have, I'm a bit, I had to have a good think about it. Because I'm on the lines of, I do always struggle to find time to meal prep, but I know that I can do it. If I set aside what I need for the week or even two days, three days, like working like from gym to gym, in gyms, like you're always on the go and stuff like that. I think if you find the time, you can. So that's why I'm kind of veering towards overrated. I have a little view to support Shifo and his as well. Um, you're super active. You CrossFit, play ga, and you play soccer. So <laughs> the money he'd have to spend on meal prep on he'd have to spend on meal prep companies to get the calories that he needs. Yeah, he'd just be skint. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't afford to eat because um, I had all my food on Monday. <laughs> like I, I see him come in with lunch boxes. That's like my day's worth of calories. I'm like, oh yeah, you need to God. use three companies at once. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and all the discount codes available. Whereas I know, like, I train three times a week, and I'm very active for like three or four hours of the morning. But then for the rest of the day, I'm sitting down doing a podcast or I'm class planning and I just don't have hugely high activity levels and I don't like eating a lot of food anymore. I force fed myself for a long time. So 
I see the value in them because I don't have to prep. So whenever I get home, I can put food in the microwave, spend time with Jill and Paige, and I can bring it with me without having to go, oh, I didn't meal prep. So the idea of I've done meal delivery foods, I now use those fitter, is it the fitter food one? Yeah, and Tesco sell them, and Tesco is a 90-second drive from my gaff. So it's like, it's so much easier for me to meal prep. So it works. Buy meal prep, yeah. Okay, daily. Well, I went underrated because I absolutely need <laughs> to get this. <laughs> yeah, to support this, I'd say at least once or twice a week I go to you. Have you had today? Yeah, yeah. people yeah. ask me now, have you had? And like twice this week, it's now, is it Thursday? Yeah. So two out of the three days. I've had a 6 a.m. bowl of porridge and I've gotten to 6 p.m. and be like, why am I feeling woozy? Why am I not talking sense anymore? Oh yeah, shit, I forgot to eat completely today. And it hits me like a ton of bricks. And then my kind of my evening's fucked because I gotta go run, get food, get the fucking starvation hangover over with before I can get effective again. Yeah. So uh, I absolutely need to have some of this and I don't. So it's something I've actually been looking up recently, which I'm surprised myself. I'm like, I'm actually thinking I'm about impressed. this. I'm impressed. Yeah. So um, I probably need some recommendations. So yeah, that's that's definitely something I need. Okay. That's meal prep companies. We've got one more. Shifo, you're going next. Um, right. So one word again. Going to the cinema. Underrated. Nice. James. Underrated. Overrated. Oh. Our first disagreement, James. Oh my God. Okay. Right, I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna fucking give the case against you. Because, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> because I haven't seen a good movie in fucking ten years. There isn't any good movies anymore. It's <laughs> not worth that in the drive time. The way he's looking never at mind, us right now. Never mind even <laughs> like turn on the TV. They're all on the TV anyway. And then when you put them on, they're terrible. Like all the money's going to TV shows now, right? Because they can actually tell a story, develop it over time. Movies are just dog shit. So. I just think it's not worth it. If they put a match on or something in the cinema, I might go. Do you know what I'm saying? But a yeah. movie, I just don't think it's worth it. And I haven't been since before the pandemic, so 2019 or something, I'd say it's the last time. So, yeah, no interest. Chifo. See, I look, at that, I look at it from the other side. I'm like, like, first of all, you need a good film to go see. I get that, yeah. That's a big one. But I think actually going to the cinema... I'm a nachos guy, like, so if I go in and Sarah's like, don't get that bleeding thing of popcorn, you're getting nachos. If we go in, <laughs> we'd get, say, uh, there's a me there's a 10 euro deal in, in swords on a Monday, so you always try and go on a Monday. Right. Or else you're paying Good show. huge amounts of money. So you can afford a meal prep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd go in and I think it's just a, it's just a place you can go to kind of switch off, watch a film, but also have some nachos with cheese and nice Coke Zero and chill out. But then I walked by the, I was coaching at Smithfield yesterday and I walked by the Lighthouse Cinema. Oh, yeah. It's brilliant. I was there a few years ago when I think they, they play older films. So they bring back older films and play it there. And um, that place is amazing. Like it's just such a good place to go. I think it's I went amazing, to see yeah. Batman Return of the Dark Knight. Oh, very good. And that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, s I went there years ago. <laughs> the rain nearly killed me. I said, there's a movie out that was meant to be like one of the most innovative, brilliant movies ever. It was Battleship Potemkin. It was ni 
fucking 30 or something like this black and white silent movie and it was around the Russian revolution like so completely silent for an hour and a half black and white you know the fast walkers and it made no fucking sense whatsoever you put that poor woman through some <laughs> shit I mean. went, went in there and the uh, and, and like there's they don't have like a big like sweets and popcorn thing outside or anything like that it was like it's for people who like you movies know, film <laughs> <laughs> no movies in there yeah, it's all film. film yeah so uh but that's an amazing place you're right about that i'm kind of along the same lines as shifu here there's a bit of an experience whenever you go to the cinema like i get the comfort of sitting down and just putting on a movie but what me and jill really enjoy about it is you can sit down and watch a movie at home and you can have whatever snacks you want because you can go to the shop beforehand right but what you can also do at home is pick up your phone and start scrolling you can pause it you can like there's just all these little things that get in the way if someone rings you're like oh, we'll pause the movie we'll pick it up tomorrow night whereas whenever you're at the cinema you're doing only watching the movie we go in we get our popcorn we get a bag of haribo and we get some diet coke and it's like there's just a little event we typically go for dinner beforehand as well so it's like it's a five-hour thing of us going out just the two of us rather than just go for dinner let's, let's go for dinner and go to the cinema and we're enjoying something together most movies are absolute rubbish but we went to see guardians of the galaxy 18 or something like three weeks ago and we just had a fucking deadly friday night there's no one there so you always get good seats and because there's no one there there's no one annoying and that's always the worst thing about the cinema like there's always the kids that are too loud or the people that stand up and move but there was like 10 other people there tops so it was a dreamy experience. Uh, actually, you're after fucking selling, selling me on the yeah, it's unreal. I, I do buy that idea of the phone and everything. Yeah. Like it's you're just we're there brutal for that. that. We had the tennis on. We were watching Wimbledon last night. Djokovic, and Djokovic, I don't like him, but he was playing amazing tennis. And then all of a sudden, I'd missed like a set. Yeah, a like set. thirty minutes. <laughs> and I was just on Instagram and shit. Yeah. And, and, and it's ah, hard to James get. It's, it's hard to get connected back into it then as well. Yeah, because yeah. I've missed loads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> yeah i highly recommend the cinema okay. honestly yeah okay well look i think you're after doing a good job of selling me a bit on it there okay i think we're going to leave it at that crew keep pushing in the training we'll be back again next week